Hey there, I'm James McKinvin. And I'm Dagobert. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows a journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad and ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. Sometimes it will be good news, other times it won't be going so well, but we promise to be open and honest with you. This episode, we reflect on our Black Friday sales and how Dago made a full year's worth of sales in just one weekend. I, meanwhile, have found a new lease of life thanks to my leather wallet business, which has taken off in the last couple of weeks. But I do question the potential for it becoming something I spend more time on, or if it's just maybe a distraction. But before we get into today's episode, a thank you to our sponsor, Statomic. I'm always looking for simple but powerful content management systems for making websites. Now, the default for a lot of people is to go for WordPress, but you often end up with something slow and bloated. Statomic is built on Laravel that is designed to make building, managing, and scaling content-driven websites and applications painless and hopefully fun. Out of the box, it runs on flat files, which means there's no database required at all. I've popped some more technical details about it in the show notes. But as far as I know, as a user, it's super quick, looks great, and is about all the CMS you could ever need. If you want to take a look, head to statomic.com. And honestly, you should, because this is one of the coolest SaaS landing pages I've ever seen. So it's worth going just for that. If you do choose to sign up, use code INDIE for 10% off a pro license, but you can actually start from free. That's enough from me. On to this episode. Dago, what have you been up to this week? What's on your mind? Actually, before recording, I was finishing a tweet that's going to come out soon about, basically, I made more money with this course in one month than my startup makes in one year. So that's amazing. (laughs) And like the funny thing is like with my wife, the way we see it is like, oh, awesome. We have like one more year of runway now. But yeah, it made me think a lot to see the success of the course that, because I'm very happy. And at the same time, I feel like I haven't beat the boss yet. It's more like, because you know, a lot of people say courses are easier and, and I can believe that, you know, it's easier. Like it's not, it was a lot of hard work and, you know, all of that, but it's still like kind of easier to succeed with a course than with an actual product, like a SaaS or something like this. So it's very funny because like, I'm already thinking of the next step. Like I'm very happy about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now the course is going to be like a nice side thing to keep us afloat financially. You know, if I can sell like a couple every day for a long term, then it's all that we need to not worry about money. And I'm going to keep, you know, improving it. I'm already thinking of make, maybe doing another course, you know, at some point because I love it and I see people get value from it. So that's all awesome. But all I can think about is now I need to apply everything that worked with this course to my startup now. I want to rebuild this startup like using this different approach, which I did with the course, which is instead of start with like, oh, I have a product idea. I just started with like, oh, I'm on Twitter. I'm talking with people and they And I noticed that they have a problem, like they have a problem with like the algorithm, they don't understand it and I can solve it. So eventually, you know, I basically started with people, whereas with my startup, I just started with like, oh, that should be a cool idea to build a logo generator. So, you know, now I'm like, basically this course basically taught me that I should do it the complete opposite way, like start with people from then build what they need. So I can't wait, you know, to go back to that and, you know, rebuild my startup the other way around. Well, Congrats on the sales on the course. That's amazing. I hope you feel good about it. You said you sold 600 now. Yeah, 35K, 600 in one month. 600 people gave you money and now you've made 35,000. Do you really think that if you applied the approach you have done for the course, it will foster similar results for Logology? Because it's, it's a very different audience you're serving. 
I don't think it's going to be uh, as big, but mm -hmm. I think like there's a the gap is too wide right now. It's like basically 10 times yeah. the performance for the same awareness. And I think part of it is because a course is way easier to sell. Like a lot of people who bought the course, they haven't watched it. They just have like fear of missing out or they just want to yeah. buy it and maybe one day watch it. With a logo or a branding, it's not going to happen. Like you buy it when you need it. So I'm not going to have the benefit of that. But at the same time, I'm like, I should be able to sell at least three times as much. You know, it should be way more effective. It should be converting way more if I had really like understood the problem of people, which now I understand is probably not logos, it's not a huge problem. So looking for like a deeper problem, stronger problem, something with like more emotional connection to it, where like I can really like do a landing page about the pain. And I think the pain is going to be something like you suck at design and you know it, like something like that, like very painful of like, I'm shit at design, but I need it for my startup. So how can you help me, dude? Anyway, and... Like that, that's actually also because that's my passion. So I don't think it can make as much money as the course quickly, but I also think it has more long-term potential. My dream is still like build a startup, like maybe make it big also on Google, like have different distribution channels, be able to do paid ads, you know, if it converts more. And right now I can't do that with Logology because it doesn't convert well enough. Like it works well for a very tiny subset or let's say niche of people, but it doesn't, you know, for most people, it's not really there. Cool. So w with all this excitement on the course and the sales and Black Friday, you doing anything else for it? Yeah. So, you know, like the whole thing is that now I have to go back to creating mode because I still have to record the bonuses for the course. You've turned into too much of a sales machine, Dago. <laughs> yeah. And like, but like, it's exhausting. I don't find the same joy in selling. And now I can confirm it because I made a shit ton of money selling. So it's not because it was failing. Like it was, <laughs> I was successfully selling, you know, getting 10 sales an hour for like a couple of days, you know, during Black Friday, making a shit ton of money. But yet I felt kind of empty at the end. It's not like I created anything. And so for me, it was more like, okay, it's awesome. I need to do this. It's positive. And I enjoy making money. It's very useful. And I also, you know, bring my work to people. So it's all positive, but it's by building that I'm happy. So now I have to switch context again to finish recording the bonuses. So, you know, I can send it to people like the bonus about the memes and about advanced strategies. And also then I'm going to switch to Logology 2, you know, in the week after that to, you know, rebuilding Logology. But yeah, it's so hard for me to switch context. And it's very funny because like on Twitter, people talk a lot about marketing week versus <laughs> product week. Literally for me, it's been like building year versus marketing year. I feel like with, with you, like feeling drained from the sales, that very much feels like dopamine spikes and dropping low because I, I felt the same the last couple of weeks which is the cause of the low energy and not wanting to do anything else because when you're getting 10 oh that's what i suppose you 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 have notifications off but you're aware you're getting all the sales even when you get these off like on the black friday you still yeah. you still check because it's too addicting okay so cool. you know so yeah that 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 high and like throughout the whole weekend it's staying high and you're still getting orders come through and yeah. it's very hard coming down from that and i felt the same two weeks ago i felt the same over black friday where i'm just like seeing orders coming all the time i'm feeling amazing over it and now as they come down i'm like oh shit i've actually got to go and do the real work now <laughs> i found it so hard to settle into it on monday i was like I've got, I've got to do client work. I've got to do these edits. I've got to get them done. And I just found it really hard to focus down on it. 
Yeah, it's the dopamine. Like, if it goes up, it's going to come down. Because that's, that's the point. Like, the reason you have a high is because you're usually not that high. Else it wouldn't be a high. So it's going to get low again. I basically went from, like, making 1,500 a day to, like, making 150. So, like, 10 times less in, like, 24 hours once Black Friday was over. And it was, like, shocking. And at the same time, I was completely prepared for it. And I wasn't too excited about the high i mean i was but like i was trying to keep it in check because I, you know it's gonna hurt you and like it's, yeah. it's actually a nasty thing like you can get crazy with that very fast did the black friday sale exceed or match or below your expectations it was a bit above yeah because you know i did some trick with my black friday tweet is that, you know, when you share a link to something on Twitter, it's going to lose a lot of impressions. Some people think it's because of the algo. I actually think it's just because people check the link. and But then when they come back, they don't like the tweet or they don't retweet it or they don't interact with it because they just were on the website. So they don't engage. And because they don't engage, you know, you get bad engagement. So, you know, it doesn't get visibility. So what I did with this Black Friday is I said to people, you need to retweet it if you need to get the full discount, which I saw a lot of people copy afterwards because it was like a way to still get people to see the link. So you get tons of traffic to your website, but you also get engagement because people have a reason to retweet. But so because of that, I was still kind of disappointed that I didn't get more awareness because I think the thing that happened is like big accounts didn't retweet it. It was only small accounts that are trying to grow on Twitter that retweeted it. So the retweets didn't give me as much visibility as I thought. But still, it was still huge. Like, I mean, I made 10K with Black Friday sale. I was hoping for like 5K or 6K. So making 10K was awesome. So basically, I was disappointed with the reach. But actually, the conversions were way higher than I thought. So that's funny. So, yeah, so th there's no way you could have avoided the dopamine spike because it's exceeded your expectations but at the same time you're annoyed that it didn't get the reach that you wanted to and you're now thinking if i just had the reach with that conversion and them <laughs> yeah. together it could have been even bigger because i think the the black friday tweet got like 50k impressions which is a lot okay. but i was hoping for 200k so you know i was still a bit disappointed <laughs> well congrats on all your sales on black friday i'm i'm very curious to see what happens over the next few weeks and months with sales because we've had two big spikes launch black friday maybe, maybe people will buy it for christmas as a present what's your meme this week so meme of the week is meme i did at thanksgiving which is actually a meme i did last year but it was so good that i reposted it this year and it's basically like a little startup founder in the attic and his family is calling him for thanksgiving you know dinner and saying hey why don't you come over here and tell the family about the 20 dollars that you made you know making fun basically of like the how most people in our families and like you know relatives they don't really understand this shit so they think it's funny it's a game and we are like all shy and feel bad about it you know so yeah when are you gonna get a real job yeah, yeah. Th things like this so you if you want to see it it's like on the i think it's a november 24th in my feed and then the last thing you've got on your list, I'm curious about this. First bad rating. Did someone review your course and say it wasn't very good? Yeah. So that was yesterday. And I only had like, so again, sold more than 600 and had one person rated badly yesterday. Mm -hmm. First time. 
everybody gave five stars. And it felt bad because they gave a two, two stars, but they gave it like one hour and a half after buying. So they even have a time to watch it. So that was weird. So I sent them an email asking because I only get the ratings. I don't get the, I don't get a review or anything. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, is there a specific reason? Like, is there anything I can do to improve it? Like, is there like, you know, and then two things. Like, first, like, it was a French guy. And with Lucy, we were like, these fucking French guys, like, this, like, no fucking support for your own country, guys. Like, they're like buying it and shitting on it, you know. Way to go to support your fellow Frenchmen, dude. That's nasty. So we were like pissed at that. Yeah. And also, like, no idea who the person, I mean, I know who the person is now, but like, I'd never interacted with that person before. Apparently, they bought not from like one of my tweets or a recommendation just because, you know, I was selling a lot of courses on Black Friday. And so Gumroad promoted me as like trending product. Yeah. And he came from that. So, you know, I don't know, like it can be any reason why he didn't like it. But then, you know, silver lining is I'm like having only five stars review gotta look fake for some people. But so I'm like, huh, I guess having a bad review makes it more natural, makes it more authentic and more believable. So I'm like, okay, that's the good, good, good thing about that. But like the sad thing is I have no idea, you know, why they don't like it. So yeah, it's a very good way of looking at it. At the same time, it's really horrible to get a two star review. And you would have rather just refunded the guy the money and not had the two-star review or figured out why he was unhappy before the review happened. Yeah, that's why I hesitated because on Gumroad, if you refound someone, you can get rid of their review. And I hesitated and I was like, okay, I guess it looks more realistic and I like it that it's not only five stars now. Dude, we're rocking. Like, now it's time to move on to your updates. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing, James, from your updates that you had 3K total sales in November from the wallets. Mate, it's, I couldn't believe this when I checked it because I had that one day of sales that I talked about, the 1,600 quid in a day. That was amazing. And then I put my Black Friday deal on when we last did the recording. I think at that point, I tried to be clever with it and did like the stacked discounts. So the more you buy, the more you save. I don't know whether I just yeah. changed it because I thought I was trying to overcomplicate it and that I wasn't getting many sales in from it. So I just went 20% on everything from Thursday through to Monday and then the sales started coming in. The weird thing was, if last Tuesday or Tuesday before hadn't have happened, I would have had zero expectations for Black Friday. I wouldn't have minded because I know I hadn't worked on the distribution on the channels that I needed to get sales. However, my expectations had shifted because of what happened. I was thinking, wow, I can probably get more. And because I've yeah. had the feeling of getting so many sales in a day, it very bizarre. I, I thought my expectations were quite high. But after Friday, Friday, Saturday, I'd made about £250 and I was feeling good. I was like, that's actually really cool. And I was happy that despite me thinking my expectations were higher, I was actually really happy with this amount because I'd only just done tweets and posted it on my Instagram. And I think all the sales I made were through Twitter and this 20% discount really helped. Yeah. And then I did something on Sunday Sunday night, which was just out of the blue, I had an idea that I would do a mystery wallet. I have a ton of cool, interesting, unique leather that I use for craft fairs, but I don't put on the store. And I only have very limited quantities of these unique leathers. So I put something up called the mystery wallet, and that is 
me making a creation out of my box of leather and you will just get something completely unique and new. And I put that up Sunday, didn't tell anyone and got a sale just like from people browsing the site. I was like, interesting. So on Monday, I like launched it and got like four, five, six sales through this mystery wallet. And by the end of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I'd made £600. And I was honestly delighted with that. Like so happy having made that much. And then I checked my total sales numbers for the entirety of November and it's £3,000 from a leather wallet. Wow. Sounds like $3,500. So it's way more than you used to make, right? Like Yeah, uh, last year total i think i made like 800 pound this yeah. year up until mid-november i'd only made 1300 pound so the fact that this month has been double the entire year to date it's just made me feel really good obviously black friday side monday is going to be a false increase but it, it's just given me the confidence that if i can get an amount of people to the site the product is good the conversion is there yeah Definitely. It seemed like funny because it was just a passion project for you. And but you did it very good. Like you put a lot of effort into it. It's very high quality. And now, you know, after a couple of years, you kind of like validated it because, you know, you yeah. found the right, you know, you got kind of like lucky with the mention. I mean, not really lucky because like you, you no, kept luck, doing it for yeah. all this time, but still like it kind of like unlocked things. And now, damn, I love it. Like it's like a product that took years to be validated, basically. <laughs> That's like very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I quite like the speed it's gone at because uh, maybe a year ago, I wasn't massively happy with the level of the wallets. But because I've been doing it as a hobby in my spare time, I've put pure passion into it, which has made the quality better. I've just been creative and fun with the marketing, the website. Yeah, I could tell when I got my package. Yeah, I definitely could tell that. Thanks, dude. So yeah, it's just, it's years of having fun. And now I'm just like really excited for it and it's been hard to go back to do the actual work i've got a ton of ideas for different products i went and see my leather man on on saturday and bought a bunch of new leather i've like started to organize my tools and stuff again increasing how quick i'm doing production i've got the new machine coming next week it's just very exciting and i hope that if i spend the extra time on top of doing the podcast and stuff and the stuff that pays the bills i think i can make it work and it'll be really cool to see more sales come in throughout the year and just sort of keep up this momentum that I've currently got. Yeah, and you know, I don't know, I can't speak for other people listening to the podcast, but I love that story. Like I love hearing the story of an indie hacker who's doing an actual physical leather product, like just crafting something and indie hacking with that and not just like a SaaS or a website or anything like that or a course. I'm rooting for you, dude. I hope you can make like 10K next, next year with that. Thanks, dude. That's the plan. I, I get a lot more energy from it at the moment. I feel like my energy for podcasting has dwindled a little bit because I've been doing it for so long and sharing the same thing over and over. It's nice to have something fresh that I'm excited about. Plans for growth pretty much are introduce new products, including belts, watch straps and MagSafe wallets, along with some more like traditional looking wallets, maybe a bifold and some yeah. different card holder designs. So just like spreading the products that there's more than just one or two. And then growing through content tiktok instagram youtube and i'm really excited to make videos on there when i was speaking to my leather man he was like there's not actually or there's a handful of uk leather crafters who are doing it there's quite a few in the us but in the uk there's definitely opportunity to do it and i'm excited to make content so yeah i never thought of that but definitely video content of you crafting the wallet all right so that's the update on 
the leather wallets. Podpanda is a bit of a more negative update. I lost a client. He churned yesterday, like, super lovely message. They were just saying that they're actually taking a pause from the pod. And they're also tightening their belts, as a lot of yep. people are with spending. And when you're spending 600 to to $1,000 on a podcast editor, it's hard to justify it if your show is not making money. To, oh, oh. So like I, I can help in any way I can to to get them have sponsors. But right now where my head isn't loving podcasting right now, I'm much more excited about doing this pod and Indie Bites and also the other show for people that have the budgets and it's a much more involved process. Yeah, like the big video show you're doing, yeah. Yeah, which is really exciting. Tomorrow I've got our first recording. We finally booked it in, video recording. It's going to be interesting trying to carry all the gear to London because I've never carried this much gear with me. So it's all going in the suitcase. I will update you next week on how it's gone. That I am excited about because I'm being paid well for it. I get to use all the video gear and I get to produce a really high quality show, which I have full control over as a producer. And I'm looking forward to doing it. That's perfect. You know, it's funny because the way you talk about it, and I totally understand, it's like, oh, I'm a bit sad. You know, I lost a client and all that. And I and I totally feel that. And at the same time, I feel like for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about you moving more towards what you're really passionate about, yeah. owning that you want to do more wallets, be more focused on the podcast, on the ones that you truly are excited about doing. And, you know, I've been through this changes a few times professionally, and I feel like it's always still going to sting a bit to lose a past thing, even though you lost a bit of excitement, you still feel like a bit sad of like letting go and a bit scary also. But it also seems like it's just like a natural process of like sh shedding some stuff that is not necessary anymore. Yeah, we evolve as people, right? We change our interests here. Where I was really excited about podcasting before, I, I still love it as a medium, but doing it for clients, to be honest, I th did we speak about this on, on WhatsApp where... There's something about podcasting being a means to an end for me, but I'm beginning to resent it a little bit. Uh, and there's a little balance I've got to strike between, like, I've just got to do it for now. I'm fortunate that I've got this client, which is going to be paying more, which offsets lost clients for purely editing. Yeah, Money's still tight. I'm still struggling with bills, but I have much more excitement and energy about going out and selling three grand of wallets each month than I do yeah. going out and finding three new clients for podcasting. And I feel at the end of the day, like just reality, like your financial reality is going to catch up with that eventually. Like it's going to take a while, but I feel like the momentum and the energy is, you know, going to move you forward and you're going to be fine in a few months. I don't know. I hope so. I see it. I hope it's, it happens like that. Yeah. The, 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 the wallets is interesting because it's always been, I've never felt confident enough to say that, it could turn into something proper, could turn yeah. into something that actually could sustain me. So I've always called it a side project. And I'm. it's kind of making me a bit nervous saying now, like, I, w I want this to be my thing. But also I've got the validation now, having had this successful month. And I don't know whether I should be like confident about it and pushing forward or wary of the fact that this could just be an anomaly month and I'm no, 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 no. It's proof. Onto. I mean, I think it's proof. I, I really, I feel strongly about this because happened to me, you know, two years ago, uh, two years and a half working on Logology, almost not making any sales. And I start using Twitter. I get a viral tweet and I get a few sales. 
And since I had no other means of getting clients and it was my first time finally succeeding at any kind of marketing, I pushed forward and then it materialized. And if you're happy building them, I mean, if you're happy doing wallets and it has decent validation, it's enough. You don't need to be building the next million dollar business. You've proven that you have like, you know, probably, you know, a hundred grand a year business somewhere or maybe yeah. more, but you have that and that's beautiful. And we shouldn't only chase crazy billion dollar making products. Cool, man. What, what's your plan for the next week? So I'm recording and editing the bonuses for the course. To be honest, I don't really want to do it because now that I've made money with the course, I'm like, you know, okay, I want to move on now. I just want to move on to the next thing. But I also know a lot of people are going to love the meme course. It's really something I want to give. So I'm, you know, feeling how I'm, you know, putting myself in the shoes of people, knowing a lot of people want it. And it's going to, you know, put, put me through so I can just finish editing it, release it, hopefully make some people happy with it, and then come back to Logology the week after that. Cool. Make it happen. For me, I've, it, it will be by next week, I would have had the first, or probably by Monday, I would have had the first video version of the podcast. So between tomorrow and over the weekend, I'll be figuring out the production of a full video podcast produced with multi-cameras i'm excited to see all right dago we've made it within the hour right it's kickoff let's go let's go yep. see you later dude cheers thank you so much for listening to this indie life i hope you enjoyed the chat between me and dago if you've got any thoughts questions advice for us make sure to hit us up on twitter our handle is at indie life pod links are all in the show notes stay indie james out <laughs> <laughs>